Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, this is Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show, your on-air ladies Bible study event. This is the show that will inspire you to get into the Bible and help you understand it. It's my goal to be relatable and authentically leave you refreshed as you listen to the Soul H2O devotion. I'm so excited you've tuned in for today's episode 131, Living with the Label of Disease. This week features an interview with health and wellness practitioner Roxanne Harris, a woman well-versed in living with pain and has learned how to fight off the label of disease. Her faith is infectious and will inspire you to greater levels of trust with God. I hope you'll join me for my free masterclass, Why You Can Trust God to Show You How to Get Through Hard Times, like when you've just received a horrible diagnosis and don't know quite what to do. During the masterclass, I'll share some of the lessons I've learned that help me get through the most difficult of days. Find out more on soulh2o.com slash masterclass. Downloadable Soul H2O journal pages help you dive deep into the teaching segment and quench your spiritual thirst. You can even use them for your personal devotions. Find them on today's show notes with links to anything mentioned during the episode and information about our guest at soulh2o.com slash 131. Let's dive in to today's Soul H2O devotion and get refreshed. I spent a great deal of my teens in pain. Living with endometriosis was rough. It was one of those sicknesses that you didn't talk about in the 80s, but thankfully things have changed. Back then, I was prescribed Tylenol 3s and would pop a couple on a regular basis so I could work, go to school, or drive to youth functions at my church. A 45-minute drive away. I know. How crazy was that? Knowing what I know now about meds, I would never do that. For decades, I lived off of taking Aleve and Tylenol at the same time to dull the pain enough that I could function when the endometriosis got unbearable, until surgery in my early 40s helped make the pain manageable. I can't imagine what life would have been like for the woman with the issue of blood, told about in Matthew 9, Mark 5, and Luke 8. This is one of the rare stories included in all three of the Synoptic Gospels, especially rare since it's a story about a woman and the Jewish Gospel writers didn't seem to include many stories about the woman. With so many accounts of the same event, we can piece together much of what happened from each of the men's stories. We're told she came into town that day with the intention of receiving a miracle from Jesus. No longer was she satisfied to live with the label of disease. She was determined to throw off that moniker and live in freedom. We know this is what she purposed to happen because it's written how she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. It was a long-held view that Malachi 4 verse 2, which said, But for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings, meant the Messiah would hold and have healing power in the wings of his prayer shawl, another term for the tassels sewn onto the edge of a prayer shawl, according to the instructions in Numbers 15 verses 38 to 39. They call it zitzit, or incorrectly translated as the hem of his garment in older translations. 
As soon as she touched Jesus' clothing, she was healed. Next, Jesus turns around and asks, Who touched my clothing? Demanding the disciples find out who. Coming forward, Jesus then outs her, having her tell the whole crowd, who would have been disgusted to know she was in their midst, the whole story. Facing long-term illness isn't easy. Getting to the point you're living with the label of disease, like this lady, is a next-level type of struggle. Twelve long years of a bleeding issue would leave you physically, mentally, and emotionally drained. Add on the social ramifications of her sickness in that day, the weight of her struggle would have been overwhelming. According to Leviticus 15, 19-30, she would have been classified as ceremonially unclean. For 12 years, this woman wouldn't have been able to live life as normal and be in public, even having people yell out unclean if she ever went out. I can't comprehend how isolating and degrading this issue would have been. Commonly, people with long-term illnesses just give up in despair. But not this persistent Penny. She kept believing that God had better for her and her steps towards Jesus removed the label of disease and gave her the new title of daughter who was full of faith. Oh, how we need to follow her lead. Have you ever wondered what goes on behind the scenes at Joy Radio? Well, the wait is over. I'm Holly Taylor of Good Company. And I'm James Curtis of The Drive. Subscribe to our Joy newsletter, Living Joyfully. And on the second Tuesday of each month, you'll gain exclusive access to powerful testimonials from fellow listeners, inspiring news, opportunities to serve, and much more. Staying connected to Joy Radio has never been easier. Subscribe at joyradio.ca and become a joyful insider. Joy Radio, wherever you are. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Roxanne Harris lives and works out of her 176-year-old home office on her hobby farm in Ontario, Canada. She's a tenacious wellness practitioner with over 16 years of clinical experience with diplomas in homeopathy, holistic nutrition, blood microscopy, and bioregulatory medicine. Roxanne is also a keynote speaker, internationally speaking at conferences, conventions, and events on health, wellness, and faith. She's married to Scott, and together they have four grown children. When she's not working, Roxanne can be found dancing in the kitchen and creating healthy gastronomic delights. Uh, Roxanne, so good to have you on the show today. So great to be here, Sherry. Thanks for having me. Yes, and I've seen a couple videos online of you, you know, in the kitchen, and I I can tell that is your happy place, isn't it? I love being in the kitchen, and more so than that, you know, I love being able to share the experience of cooking and eating healthily that also, Mm -hmm. you know, it tastes great, it looks great, and letting people know that healthy can be yummy and fun too. Yeah, well, I changed my way of eating a few years ago and uh, healthier is so much better. And once you do it for a while, when you do have unhealthy foods, it's like your body repels it. It's like, ooh, this is gross. It's funny how it changes. (laughs) It's really funny how it changes. And one of the things that people, you know, if they're paying attention, 
will naturally notice that certain foods make their symptoms, right, uh, aggravated or increase their symptoms, sometimes we, we kind of push that off to the side. Maybe, you know, it's because we really, really love that food. But if we're honest with ourselves, a lot of what we eat can be contributing to some of, you know, the issues that we're having in our bodies. And so clean eating is the way to go. Yeah, it really is. And I know that you um, got involved in this wellness journey a long time ago, and it was because of a situation that happened in your life and how your life really uh, took a turn, what seemed for the worse. Um, mm-hmm. And you started to, you you know, get sick and you went through six months of testing and it ended up that you found out you had a diagnosis that really kind of rocked your world. And I wonder if we could go back and mm. kind of talk through the experience you had back then, because I think it'll help people to understand why you're so passionate about healthy eating and the the wellness lifestyle um, and all that God's done in your life. And so I know your book, it starts off with um, talking about that time where you were in the, you know, pre-diagnosis where you know something's wrong with you but you don't know what's wrong with you in that really troublesome time of testing and so maybe if you can kind of tell a little bit about that period of your life yeah I I think you know looking back um for most people it's scary because you know, I woke up one morning, my fourth child uh, was two weeks old, my little baby boy, and just across the hall from me, and he's crying, it was time to get up and eat, right? And I couldn't move, like every single like joint in my body was so painful. And, you know, you're like, what's going on? And I had four kids under the age of five, the pain was astronomical. And, you know, just you know, going from that, that time, like, how did I do it? You know, what was my, you know, what was my thought process? And there wasn't any, my thought process was I have to stop the pain. Like, when will the pain stop? How can I be a mom? How can I show up? And you're scared. And then back in that time, because my, I'd gone to school, Uh, to become a nurse. I never practiced as a nurse. But, you know, you're thinking about what could possibly be wrong. And the big, you know, cancer word was in my forefront. And I was terrified Mm -hmm. that this was what was happening. And so it was almost a, a comedy of errors, because they kept giving me medication to just reduce the pain. It wasn't working. It was getting worse. And I ended up having the most horrible Christmas ever because my, you know, my mind just went to all of the dark places. Like this is going to be your last Christmas. Your kids are never going to, you know, remember you. And I made the situation worse because in that moment in time, I kind of, you know, forgot that God was my savior and that he would bring me through his promises to take us, you know, safely to the other side. And I let the the negative thoughts overwhelm me. And so I remember, you know, Boxing Day, I had a scheduled scan at the hospital. And, uh, you know, I was looking at the file back in the day where everything was secret. They wouldn't tell you what they were thinking. And I'm looking at the file and they're like, ankylosing spondylitis. And I'm like, well, what does that even mean? The only thing mm-hmm. I knew, Sherry, was that it, it meant that I didn't have cancer. And 
you know, it was interesting. They did the scan. I said to the radiologist, do I have it? And he was like, what do you think you have? And I said, ankylosing spondylitis. And he said, yeah, you do. Which first of all was exceptional that he would even say that. Yeah. But then I was kind of rejoicing. I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, I don't have cancer, <laughs> you know. And it was like, it was so ridiculous because had mm-hmm. I had known the journey that was about to, you know, unleash in my body, in my world, in my relationships over the next, you know, 15, 17 years, I would have thought twice about, you know, mm-hmm. laughing at that moment. Um And so I think with all people, when they're diagnosed, it's almost instantly kind of this relief. Well, at least I know what it is. But the challenge becomes is I don't want to be the diagnosis. I want to do better than that. God's Mm -hmm. promises are, are healing and life and life more abundantly. And to just be, you know, stuck in the as a number in a system that's, you know, not really helping us to become well, you know, there was something that needed to be done. Yeah. And I Mm -hmm. think you talk in your book a bit about, uh, not getting stuck in that identity of your, your diagnosis and how, you know, growing up, you'd been called Oxan where you were strong (laughs) as an ox as a young girl. And, you know, if someone needed to get something lifted, move the couch or whatever, they were calling on you because they knew. And so instead of that being your identity of being strong Mm -hmm. and healthy, how, you know, your diagnosis then, you know, progressed to becoming your identity for a while and how that's a dangerous thing. And so we're just getting into your story. We're going to come back after the break and hear more of how God has helped you come through and get through to wellness. I'm Roxanne Harris from episode 133 and my music pick song for the Soul H2O radio and podcast show is The Goodness by Toby Mac featuring Blessing Offer. You made the rain, so when it falls on me, still the goodness in my life. Discover a world of inspiration and information on our website. From the latest news to inspirational Christian devotions and everything in between, we've got it all. Visit us now and see why our website is the go-to destination for everything you need. Check us out today at joyradio.ca. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. We're back here with Roxanne Harris, author and wellness practitioner. We've just been hearing the beginnings of her story, and we've heard about how this diagnosis came. Uh, I can't even pronounce that, uh, Roxanne. It's so long. And at first you were thinking, you know, oh, great, it's not cancer. But you didn't realize the struggles that you were going to have to face with this diagnosis. But I've also read a bit more in your book. So I know that God, your relationship with him has absolutely um, helped you through this time. There's a quote on page 22 of your book, and I just want to share it here, where you say that Jesus Christ changed my life for the better. And without him, I'm quite certain I would have died long ago, spiritually, emotionally, and physically because of the plague of pain. And so I'm wondering if you can share with people 
in your daily devotions, your time with the Lord, if there's a Bible study tool or tip, something that they could use, if they are, you know, experiencing like what you have, a diagnosis or a situation in their life that is, you know, kind of pulled the carpet out from under their feet, how they could stabilize themselves in that relationship with God. If you could share one tip with us, that'd be great. Well, the best tip that I have is really to take the focus away from yourself and by um, worshiping before we enter in our, into our devotion, it sets our eyes and focus on Jesus instead of our own problems, right? So mm-hmm. I know for me yeah. in a time of worship, everything disappears, the pain goes, frustration goes, and it's just me and Jesus. Absolutely. That is so great. I do believe that makes a difference if we spend time worshiping before we get in the word. Great advice. And then what's a favorite verse or a couple verses that really help you when you're feeling down, discouraged, that keep you going? I love Psalm 91. I think there's some key promises in there for all believers, especially those that are struggling. So it starts for those who dwell in the shelter of the Most High. They will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. And that means so much for me. And it's that reminder that in order for me to feel the rest, the peace of God, I have to dwell with them. I have to get into that secret place and know that he is who he says he is and that he's going to guide me and protect me in all things. Um, that is just the the beauty of having a relationship with God that he does make when you make him your refuge, you are sheltered. And I, sometimes in difficult times, I even like sit there in his presence and kind of envision that that he is just shielding me. I'm he's my refuge kind of I'm in this shelter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, these verses are so powerful, you know, and it, when you're going through hard times to hold on to them. Now, I know you call yourself a prayer warrior, and I can see that prayer is something that you have, you know, brought to next level. I'm wondering, Mm -hmm. how does that really affect you and help you get through these difficult times? Well, I think my prayer posture has really changed from going, you know, from a panic, God, don't you see me and, you know, help me versus resting in his promises and truth and knowing what he has promised to the believer. My Abba Daddy already knows what I need. And so my job in in my prayer posture is to align with that. So when I'm praying to my, it's a, a prayer of thankfulness and gratitude. I thank you, Daddy, that you sent your son, Jesus, that at the whipping post, he paid the price for this body to be made whole. I thank you that by his stripes, I was healed. And I'm, reminding right because jesus Mm -hmm. you know fought off the enemy by saying it is written we just have to speak the word of god and what a better place to do that is when we're in that secret place in that shelter speaking forth the word because the scriptures also say that he sent forth his word and healed Mm -hmm. them right and so it's so powerful I hear as you're talking that I think your prayer life is different than what a lot of people's prayer lives are, Mm -hmm. where you're just asking for God to do something and, you know, telling God your circumstance. 
what you're doing and what I'm hearing is you're making declarations based out of the word of God to apply them to your life. Yes, because, you know, healing, if we look at it, is really prophecy. It's bringing that which does not exist right here in this moment on the earth. We're bringing it down from heaven and making it a reality, right? And so our father has done everything, right, that he could ever do by sending Jesus. And so knowing that the moment that we enter into salvation, it's not just our ticket to heaven, but it's, you know, salvation means saved, healed, delivered, made whole, kept sound, right? It's the whole package. And so I, I love coming at it from a place of gratitude because it's not a place of desperation. As a believer, we're not desperate. You know, we have the truths and promises and we can be at peace and joy despite the circumstance, despite the diagnosis, we can be filled with the more of God. I love how you share in your book that you began declaring God's goodness over your life, like in the song we heard, but you mm -hmm. keep declaring his goodness. And you started this long before you really came into wellness. Absolutely. You know, every day I woke up and the first thing that I would say when I realized I was alive and breathing was thank you, Jesus, for healing me. I still say that regardless of what it felt like. And in every case for years, the pain was worse. But every day, thank you, Jesus, for healing me. Thank you that you're so good. Thank you for going to whipping post. Thank you for the cross. Thank you, Lord, that by your stripes I am healed. Making every cell in my body resonate with God's love and goodness and his truth and his word. That is so powerful. And I hope people really follow that. Take your lead on that. Your book is audaciously alive. And I, I think it's incredible how you also, at the end of each chapter, give people these audacious actions that they can implement into their life. And I hope they take even just this from listening today for your audacious challenge to speak God's word over their lives, declare it into their situations. Roxanne, it has been so good talking to you. The time has flown by. We, you know, I think we're just going to have to have you back on sometime. This is a really Absolutely. incredible talk. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Sherry. My challenge for you today is to be like Roxanne and the woman I talked about in the Soul H2O devotion with the issue of blood for 12 years. Don't live with the label of disease or anything else life, the words of others, or maybe even yourself have marked you with. Remove the negative labels by faith and listen as God calls you daughter. No better way to hear his voice than to spend time in prayer and his word. If you're feeling worn out, teetering on despair after a long battle, I invite you to join me for my free masterclass, How to Get Through Hard Times, so I can share with you some tips and tricks to help you get through. Register at soulh2o.com slash masterclass.
From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 131, Living with the Label of Disease. Make sure to check out the show notes for scripture graphics, links to related shows or devotions, the How to Get Through Hard Times Masterclass registration, or anything else mentioned in this show at soulh2o.com slash 131. I hope you'll share this episode with your friends and family. Take a screen capture while listening on your device and share on your social media to help spread the word about Soul H2O. Come back next week for part one in a two-part series with Dr. Mella Davis. Until then, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O Podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.